Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Standing at like a nativity scene, like, oh, like singing the fucking theme song of the show. Uh, oh my god! Merry Christmas, everybody! Hi Merry there! Merry Christmas! Hi there! Woo. I'm Ian, and I'm Joe, and it's uh, it's Christmas. It is Christmas time. The snow is falling, and once a know, year, the snakes are crawling. Snow is falling. The snow it actually did snow on us today, didn't it? It did. It did in a very superficial gimmicky type of way in a very what is this they sprayeth upon my face kind of way well because i remember when i went on the studio tour of warner brothers they said that for movie sets they use uh like the dried instant potato flakes you know mashed potato flakes um but the stuff that was being sprayed on us from the the top of universal city walk was definitely cold so i i would imagine it might have been like a Snow cone machine hooked up to an industrial fan or something like that. You no, I mean? that wasn't a snow cone machine. That wasn't ice that was falling on us. That was well, like bubbles. Did you, oh, I, but okay, I mean, we were walking through City I Walk mean, and there was these like not exactly what I mean, but like something that's shaving the oh, ice. Oh yeah, okay, like fine, z- like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking. I I was like just, no, no, no. I'm no, like no. picturing some dude with a little hat <laughs> on up there, like just it's just like pelting <laughs> people with like falling ice yeah. ice chips. Yeah, and like some little kid is standing there just going, the least you could do is put some coconut flavor in it or As something. Blood runs down into his eyes. Oh gosh, man! Man, Ma- Maddie wants to play. She's just like she is. She's full of vi- vigor and energy right it's now. So funny, piss and vinegar, piss and vinegar. Arr. So we were at Ooh, uh, the City Walk because we went to uh, to see the Hobbit. The Hobbit, dude. And I'll tell you this: this is an important moment because the two previous films I saw with my mom over Christmas. Oh. So yeah, this was the first year that we broke the fucking oh, no. our two year in a row tradition. Well, Merry Christmas, mom though. So Merry Christmas, mom. You I'm know, sorry to get to see that with you. Best wishes. You know, it's a, uh, you can, you can share the experience at, at, in time. Best wishes. She makes the best dishes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back <laughs> with a new recipe from my mom. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, you can get her frosted to- flakes, milk. <laughs> like, oh, God. Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Is my laugh annoying? Uh, a little bit. I was about to say something. I was about to talk like, talk to the producers, see if there's something we could do about it. <laughs> no. So does that mean I have to, like, put on my producer voice? No, dude, your voice isn't, your laugh isn't hey, annoying. Hey, man. Hey, man. We got to talk about Ian. His uh, yeah, fucking yeah. laugh. His laugh is really starting to fucking cost us I mean, money here. We we thought we thought Martin's laugh was unique. Ian's is is a little uh, a little over the top. We lost three healthy listeners last week because of that laugh. <laughs> they are now locked up. They are now locked up. We have them uh, under lockdown. We're starving them out so they can remember who God is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, dude, I don't think it is. I I feel the same though when I hear. You know, you're like, hey, did you hear th- this episode? You know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear it back. And I hear it every time I fucking listen to my laugh. I'm like, God, who is this guy it's, laughing like this? That's how I laugh. It's, it's weird. Funny. Yeah, 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 it is. But it's I don't it's mean to do purely it. us. I mean, I, I think that <laughs> I, I went through periods of my life and my 
dad, I guess, will attest to this, is uh, periods of my life where I was kind of trying to figure out a laugh, you know? And it's not that. I just, I was subconsciously changing my laugh. And he could, he could pinpoint various uh, different laughs I've had throughout my, my years. It's like the ones so. you felt most comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> my genuine laughs. I don't know. I mean, maybe there were things that I just never really found funny, so I was trying yeah. to figure out my good fake laugh. I feel like on this show, I laugh pretty genuinely. Yeah, with, I with think so. With all the shows that we do. I feel like your laughs are genu- genuine whenever I hear them. Yeah, I mean... My there's... laughs are definitely genuine because they're fucking embarrassing <laughs> sounding. Yeah. I sound like a... Uh, what, ma, what's the guy that... Bobcat Goldthwait? No, remember in the, the scene in Lebowski? We gotta roll that clip. It's when Maud is talking to the dude in her house and he oh, just keeps yeah. laughing from the chair. <laughs> I feel like I keep doing that shit. It's, like <laughs> it's out of control and I apologize to all the listeners. If that is something that you're just having to choke through every time you watch the, listen to this show. Right in. Show. Ooh, I just said watch this show. Should we do these live? Should we film these? Aren't we? Well, yeah. You're supposed to be setting up the cameras every time, Joe. Oh. We had an agreement. Well, I forgot. But you did put on some killer tunes. We uh, we made a Christmas playlist that's going on in the background. Christmas Grinch is in town. <laughs> Hurry. Pack up your things, kids. Did you put the Grinch song on here? Um... I no, yeah, we'll, can we, we'll find out. Can we get the rights? <laughs> I mean, if it's just playing in the background and it's really low, I don't think it matters. No one's going to fucking come after Again, us. I mean, yes, and if they do, all we do is change it. It's just okay. Just take it out and rebounce it, put it out there. Because, I mean, we're not we're not afraid. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I'm like a Ghostbuster right now, but with, you, are. you know, oh, uh, speaking music of, license. Speaking uh, of, Bill Murray, I, uh, I watched Scrooge Henchman. the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen it before. I uh, I mean it's it's, it's good. a retelling of the classic you know Christmas uh, Christmas Carol Ebenezer Scrooge story. What 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 story is this? It's a, <laughs> a very historical tale told to children. The ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. My what's your most memorable retelling of that story? Um, it would be that movie Scrooge. Yeah, that's like a movie I grew nice. up on. It was good. It was. Seeing... It was. I was wondering how they would update it for the modern audience, and and they did a really good job. I liked all the characters in that movie. But they missed one big, 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 big important element. What's that? Bill Murray. What about it? They didn't put him in that those other films. Oh well, yeah, exactly. The one that I think of is there's only one Scrooge. Well, I don't know, man. The one that I think of <laughs> most of the time is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that one's pretty good. That one's really good. Michael Caine is, uh, is Ebenezer Scrooge. Dude, so many hands got Oscars. Oh, man. Yeah. So many hands. I mean, and we thought Carrie Ann Moss's hand got paid well <laughs> Yeah. for The Matrix. What's, you know? what's more awkward than the cleavage of a, uh, of a wrist? I don't know. You know, because like, the Muppets, they win the awards, yeah. so the hands actually get the awards. That's funny. This was the hand of Big Bird. Oh, gosh, that would be funny if, if, the, Big the, Bird Muppets, if the Muppets got awards and the performers got up on stage in their tuxedos without their Muppets and just went oh, in yeah. their Muppet voices <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. with their hands. Oh, man, that would be trippy. Or if one of the Muppets decides to streak during the show and it's just a bare <laughs> hand. <laughs> A guy rips off his sleeve and just runs across with it like a bare arm. He's just doing the bird. (laughs) That's good. And that will forever be known as the big bird of the the century. Bird. True. There's only one true big bird, and it was at the Grammys 
in the year 2074. Whoa. The year of Jesus' return <laughs> on Christmas morning. <laughs> Kirk Cameron promised us back Kirk. in the early millennia. <laughs> Kirk Cameron presents. <sighs> so that was a little Christmas, uh, uh, a little pre-present for you. Oh, Ian, speaking of presents. Hey. Uh-oh. I got you this for Christmas. No, no way. Yeah, yeah, for your new porch. No way. Yeah, yeah. It is a hammock. Oh, you son of a... I oh, literally... Yesterday, I ran across two separate things that I was going to get for you. And I was oh, like, shit. I don't know. Like, are we are we going to like do gifts? I don't know. I Just anything like that. But I thought about it. If I'm gonna do a gift, you don't, I have you an don't I- need to do. Yeah. I have an idea, and and uh, and it will uh, it will now apparently happen. Joe, you have, uh, dude. Holy well, shit, dude! This is great. I figured that could come in handy out Hell there on the, yes, with, the man. with the turf and all that cool shit out on the porch. Nice, dude. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a good opportunity. So those who can't see it at home, because uh, I forgot to set up the cameras. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Ian received a hammock. It's a, uh, it is a porch hammock. It's like fucking, it looks like a beach towel. Yeah. It looks like, like a beach a, towel that's got these Well, it's not like, it. well, it's not beach towel it's material. It's like canvasy, I guess, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it's not beach towel material, oh. but like the pattern, you know. I've, oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of, you know, beach towels that are just yeah, kind of this does. basic striped pattern. It is nice. Uh, it's a, it's a very. It's like the yeah, real I mean, close-up of an, uh, of the under of a tire, you know? Uh, the print of a tire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the way the it's like it's lines. like Interstellar, the gravity lines, oh, you know, yeah. thick and thin. Oh man, that's we it. should probably try and follow these coordinates. <sighs> Let's do it, dude. Now. Thank you, man. Yeah, this man. Is great. This is this is awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Merry Christmas. I'll uh, you know what I'll tell uh, you. I'll tell you one of the gifts that I was gonna was oh, gonna fuck. get before I decided what. And I'm then before you decided, Cole for me. And then you said, Cole for this motherfucker. Cole. <laughs> Cole for him. Um, Dude, seriously, no at, gifts. Uh, at Target, they had a, uh, they literally had the, the phone handset. For your iPhone that oh, we had talked about. Yes, dude. They had one of those. But it's overpriced, so don't do it. Don't it's do not it. actually. It wasn't. It was ten bucks. Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, that that that'd be something, uh, that'd be something. I wonder how that's working out. I don't know, man. How do you make that for ten dollars? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, like you said, it was way overpriced when it was like thirty. I saw it on. Yeah, we saw it on that. Uh, uh, oh yeah, shout out to the uh, Bridge of the Atlantic podcast. Um, we saw that headset that Tyler was using. Tyler oh, Hilton. Oh yes, he yes, was a yes, guest yes, on the yes, show. Bridge he, the Atlantic. Yeah, he, Tyler Hilton was on their show, and he had a. Uh, he was using this little headset, and I was like, "That's fucking cool. What is he? Is, is he pretending? Is that real? <laughs> what is this?" And turns out it was a microphone. So. That's cool. Yeah, it was a, a little handset for his iPhone or for, you know, his iOS device. Yes. Oh, dude. Also, Sorry, shout out to uh, Jordan Scherer at uh, Bad Reception Podcast. Oh, yeah? Um, dude, I responded to one of his uh, tweets. I listened to one of his episodes, and I want a T-shirt from the Zillion Mall. Hell yeah, man. Whatever, so. That's great. Well yeah. done. So I've got a Star Wars uh, shirt coming. Yes, that's uh, great. It's like the original 1980s poster just Hell printed yeah. on the shirt. You know? Nice. Nice. So. Oh, yeah. So did that's you cool. Get, Thanks. You, get, you got a uh, shirt of your choosing. Shirt of my choosing. Yeah, nice. Well done. I that's, chose it. That is a great, that's a great little, uh, that's a great little sponsorship yeah. he's got going on there. Yeah, Zillion Mall. Yeah, it's, uh, you can go, they have a plethora of, I'm not going to plug it, because, I mean, yeah, I guess I can plug it, because they're giving me a shirt. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But they, uh, yeah, they've just got a bunch of different shirt designs from 80s stuff to film to music to gotcha. sci-fi to uh, quotes to religious, whatever the hell you want. Wow, that's great. So, 
Shout out. Uh, shout out. Shout out. Okay, the only thing I had really to bring on the, <laughs> uh, to the table here on yeah. the show today was any fa- like favorite Christmas, either, what is your favorite Christmas? <laughs> Christmas uh, movies. Okay. And okay. Christmas uh, uh, memory. Memories. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a Christmas memory I could tell you about it was, um, it's actually because I've seen the video. There was one year that uh, my mom, it was a Christmas morning that we were doing, like we were opening our stockings. We were like doing the little you know, gifts in the stockings and stuff. And my mom had all of these things on videotape. Um, one year when I was probably 15 or 16, she decided she was going to transfer all of these old high eight cassette tapes because the cameras are starting to, to get funky and everything like that. So she needs to transfer yeah. these to uh, a better medium. So she transferred them all to DVD, but has to do it in real time. She had to play the tapes and it record them on the, the DVDs. So we, over time, got to see our entire lives progress up till up through when she had videotaped, you know, everything. My mom videoed everything. Yeah. Um, one Christmas, I was probably three or four years old. Man. Maybe I was four or five. Anyways, it was me, my younger brother Simon, probably at two, and then my my next sister Paris, um, at probably one year old, and we're just all like opening these things and uh, playing with the little toys, and it's just it's at some weird cockeyed angle that we're yeah. all kind of sitting up to one corner of the screen just because, but seeing that angle kind of had it, it unlocked a couple of memories of just basic shapes and like I seem to remember oh, yeah. the camera and a light up in that corner yeah. on a Christmas morning which was you know could very well have just been associating it with that video but you know it's 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 days like that and uh you know that's why Christmas was always special was I just from probably again the memories of them uh, of the things that I do remember now, yeah you know man Dude, that's like, I always love memories that, that do that. Like when you look at a picture, like I saw a picture probably like last week or so that I was uh, on Facebook of high school picture. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird to see all the people I was around at that time because they were people that you're so close to. So you're immediately sucked back into that environment in your memories. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think back on like my childhood house, like because I moved around a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my, I mean, this will kind of tie into my favorite memory, but it's, it's almost the same as yours. It's like, there's something about the, like when you're that age, the way the world looks, it's like, so, I don't know. It's like a safe zone, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like this, uh, impenetrable movie that you're living in, you know, because everyone's like trying to keep the world together around you. Right. Playing, you know, doing their things, making their money, hmm. you know. And yeah. so as a kid, yeah. you're just kind of, Christmas comes to you like on this fucking golden chariot. Yeah, it's like your reward at the end of the year. Yeah. My favorite memory would be, and it's very consumerist, like ch- like just spoiled. Sure. But we didn't always have Christmases this way. But when I was really young, my dad was, a, you know, we had we had pretty good money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh my mom would go crazy. Yeah. And so in the morning we'd all go down and each one of us kids, there were six of like, us. Are you talking like home alone two at the end of the movie when there's like fucking wall of presents Dude, in the fucking, I'm telling like you, man, in the hotel room, you know, it would, it would be an entire room 
with mountains of each one of us kids had our own pile of nice. shit. Nice, nice. And so there's like a side of me, like as I an say, adult nice. Now, I mean, you know, you know, this is every kid's dude, every kid's dream is dude, something I'll tell like you that. What, man, so if you got that at some point, then I got you know. it. I got it a few years. I'll never forget it. And yeah. I remember when it changed. I remember when when Christmases stopped being that way. Yeah. And and it wasn't bad. It was for the good because yeah. man, I I never really I don't feel like I ever I was never like a kid that complained about it. Like like. Why, why don't we have more? I remember there being a distinct Christmas of going, whoa, th- things are different. Yeah. And it's almost like I more observed it from there forward. Like, what yeah. was that? Yeah. Now what is this? And then started seeing the changes mm. happening. Yeah. And, dude, yeah. it was crazy. Like, I mean, dude, I feel very blessed that I've, I got to have those experiences. But, man, I would not have wanted to grow up my entire life with that every single I don't think that's right it's no. just it's well, it is I mean yeah there's I just I have this thing where I'm like I don't feel like we should just expect things like this right like, to where we're buying stuff and I well, don't know I feel like there's more than just this idea of the way we buy all this shit yeah I don't know it's just I over mean, consumption my parents probably always bought us very practical gifts but when I was a child I'm sure the few fun ones that we did get, in addition to, like, the sweater and the new pants and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, those just kind of overtook everything else. And so I re- we remember the presents being really, really great. Yeah. But I remember, I remember over time it just kind of evolved into many, <coughs> excuse me, many more practical gifts over time. There was one Christmas where we got a lot of, like, I had bought a new car. Uh, no, I had bought my first car. Simon had bought his first car. So oh, my nice. parents bought us a whole bunch of practical, Air fresheners. practical car stuff. <laughs> nice. Yes. I mean, we got jumper cables, which I still have to this day nice. and use a number of times. Hell yeah. Um, just, you know, various, Shout out. various things. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a good job and they, they, you know, we all appreciate it now. And it's kind of evolved as, an, uh, as adults. We've kind of evolved out of giving gifts just to give gifts. I mean, my parents get us things and we get them things and, um, but it's, it's, gosh, it's not really an obligation anymore. We don't, like, I don't buy gifts for Shelby very often and, and, you know, I may or may not exchange gifts with my brother. Mm. Um, you know, just because it's not about that. Like yeah. you said, it's not about getting these things. You know, if there's something that I, I want to get for Simon, yeah. I'll probably just get it for him anyways. It doesn't matter what time of year it yeah. is. I don't have to get it because it's Christmas. Um, I don't know. My parents are, are, you know, I think everybody's parents want to, you know, be able to give their child a couple of things. Every, oh, absolutely. You know, you know, for things like that. So I don't know that that's ever going to... Everybody wants to gift their children their something, yeah. you yeah. know? And if... if I, I feel Gosh. that that's the way we should be. I feel like we shouldn't want to get a whole bunch of gifts. We should want to give a whole bunch of gifts. And whether that's, you know, um, a lot of donation to charity yeah. or, or things like that, or, um, you know, helping out your your family and friends or, or getting them things they need or want, you know, I mean. It seems just, like the gift thing would be, it's like it would be good as long as there's like a healthy balance of you know, kids or people in general, myself included, remembering that the the I don't know the real gift is you're you're hanging out with your family and you have say. this moment that's kind of locked. You pa- everyone's pausing time. Everyone gets off work. Everyone's able to just kind of be free with each other and, and kind of cozy up and catch up with each other and cook food for each other. Exactly. So it's like this that as long as people have that 
balance of knowing that importance over the gifts. I think yeah. it would it, gifts just should you know they're gonna be a natural thing. I think as humans we. <laughs> I mean. I would be happy not doing gifts at all this Christmas mm -hmm. just because I get the gift of being able to go and hang out mm -hmm. with all these people that I've had an opportunity to experience a very, uh, success is the word that came to mind, but it's not the word I would want to use. Um, but Why are you fighting your subconscious? Because success is not, I, I don't, <laughs> just kidding. success. I don't know exactly know how to define the word success, so I, I, I'm hesitant to use it in this instance. Well, things are working out. You're going. You're. You're. Well, okay. Yes, things are working. Things out. are. Things are flowing in a in a way that you're happy. You're positive. You know, positive. Um, yeah. It's upwardly flowing. I mean, you're happy, um, right? Well, most days. Yeah. Well, not most nights, but yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's when you just take a couple Xanax and a couple of uh, a couple of tears and back night, some you know. cider. I'm kidding. Don't kick do that. Don't well, take drugs. We are, we are enjoying some cider though, without the Xanax. Don't take drugs, guys, unless they're leafy greeny ones. Leafy? Well, drug. That's a. I mean, drug has a such a negative connotation. Leafy greeny is a. It's I'd, an I'd herb. prefer to call it um herb meds. Flower. Flower. Flower is a. It's a very. It is a flower. Romantic term. Absolutely, is a flower. You know, trees, trees. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a crop. It is a crop. It's, it's a from cash the earth. Crop. It is from the earth. And cash crop. Why did I just say that? Consumerism. It's become a cash Christmas. crop. Um. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Consumer I just completely Christmas. Dropped it. No, I mean it's just kind of. I mean, I think what you were getting at is, you know, we're definitely in a time where. You know, as you get older, we're watching there's certain behaviors of the world that are completely in this consumer frenzy. And then there's certain parts of the world and people that are actually paying attention to the family things. And right. I feel like those are essentially, I don't know, man. I just, it's hard to have an opinion because everybody gets their own experience through Christmas, you know. But I do feel like there's this, there is a major consumer battle going on with people's like, mentality their psyche like it, it's kind of it, it leaks in like when you have to feel like because honestly dude like buying gifts for people i don't normally do that all the time i like right i don't know i'll buy people food or like lunch or coffee or just i don't know i never think to go just physically buy stuff and present people to like I, I don't it's not normally what i think about yeah but when these things come around every year i i'm like man yeah i mean i there's a part of me that does want to gift people more, like yeah. just because I like I do like to do that. I like to see people. Oh wow! And somebody gets something, or when you get something, it's yeah. like a nice feeling. So, I don't know. It is a it's a weird thing that the the world goes to this pattern. Not that it's not on this pattern all the time for yeah. marketing and all this. Well, shit. yeah, but it especially goes on the pattern uh, during this holiday season. It's just it's a little weird, you know. I feel don't like mean to go down this road. I feel things, like but. there were many more people at Universal City Walk on a Thursday evening than there would have been most other times of the year, uh, yeah. because there's so many shops there and so many uh, snow. The feels that I guess that people want. People want to be around everybody else while they experience their Christmas. And it was the snow. So it is the snow, man. Well, the snow yeah. was just it's the soap. <laughs> the, the, the snow soap. cones. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what it was. It's just soap flakes. I mean, you're right, dude. People want to get together and be close to each other and like feed off each other's energy because people need people need positivity because yeah. it feels good. And I think Christmas does try to bring that out of people. But there's this, there it is should. a big 
piece of it that's like clawing at your wallet, you know. Yeah, I everywhere mean, you go. I feel I feel fortunate to be able to see past a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and and be there at the heart of what it's not even what Christmas is for me, but just what about any like a a season that's supposed to feel like this, like somebody's birthday. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a very special time where, you know, um, well, traditionally, it's supposed to be something where you've celebrated yet another year of this person on on the earth. I don't exactly know what that would be for. I mean... Like, what's the purpose of... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> celebrating a birthday. This was the day you came to the planet. Now that I think about it, I mean, celebrate the day that Atlantis uh, first flew on its maiden voyage like feel how about the sperm who made it into the egg who's just like waiting for his parade but nobody I ever mean, really yes exactly he beat out billions of people what about me and uh well i mean that's it's maybe that's what it is maybe that's what we'll start celebrating when we celebrate birthdays yeah is you know <laughs> you did it you beat everybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you, beat you survived the day your parents conceived was actually the day to be celebrated. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Oh. That would probably be uh, not really, people wouldn't really take that over too well. Uh, you'd have to become a parent in order to have a day celebrated. That's true. You know, you know, one of the traditions that my family had on Christmas Day was uh, typically after things settled down, we would go uh, try and see a movie oh, just yeah. because there are a lot of movies that come out Christmas Day. You know, I mean, Tons. over time, it, people have uh, gotten smart and, you know, released a few movies and, and realized that you can make a few bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, there are a number of different movies that are coming out. Christmas Day. The Interview. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, it got pulled. They won, whoever they, they is. Whoever they is. <laughs> this whole Sony hack thing kind of came about all of a sudden and I don't know I don't know how clear it was to me that it was all about the interview at first uh, I don't know you know I mean I didn't really even associate it with that until probably a week later when I read about it yeah and I mean that was one of the first things that I thought of is they're probably gonna pull this movie if it's if it has anything to do with North Korea in that instance they're probably gonna just pull this movie yeah and I waited and I watched it happen Literally watched it happen within the space of like two days. It went from it's definitely still on to, oh, it might be gone to the next morning. Doesn't it's- it feel weird, though, to like bend over? This is just a thought to someone who is merely using their words to make a threat that is far more dangerous than just playing a movie that gives people the right to choose. Someone is inflicting their will upon other people by just eradicating them. If they if they were to create terror or whatever, right. retaliation of this movie being released, which I think programming's bad because movies do program people. But still, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how can you... I don't know. It just seems like... I don't know. It just doesn't seem real. I feel like it's all a put on. I don't feel like anyone's... I don't know. It just feels so orchestrated to I'm me. I'm just curious as to how it's all going to play out. Because when I heard that the, air quotes, hackers uh, had threatened, like, actual theaters and actual people who go see this movie and people who live around the movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, that's showing these movies, um, when they had started to threaten that and reference 9-11 is going to be like, you know, nothing you've ever seen before, whatever, 
Um, I thought to myself, I just, uh, that was when I, I really am curious as to how it all plays out. Because that is seems this like, like the beginnings of a new gang of warfare well, happening? Seemed, is that what it, it seems like? It seemed like something to bait us into, provoke, it like provoke us into an attack or something of that nature. I, you know, um, I don't know what, exactly what's going on or what its, its end yeah. purpose is, but I, I'm very curious. I'm very curious it's as how it's going to play out. As we it, it has, it has taken forward. away uh, a movie that I was very interested in seeing from the beginning. I vaguely remember a few tweets that Seth Rogen, you know, tweeted uh, like a year, year and a half ago. <laughs> um, talking about this movie. Uh, yeah. And he and Evan Goldberg and James Franco were writing it and going to be in it and do everything. And so I've kind of paid attention to his tweets, you know, throughout this whole process. And I was very interested in this movie. And, I mean, here we are a week away from seeing it and he gets pulled. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a shame. It's a shameful thing. But I'm sure it will be out at some point, probably on Netflix. Somehow, somewhere. Yeah, are I mean, they exactly. trying to? Are they trying to be like, oh, we're never going to release this anywhere? That's what Sony has said at this moment. But that's, I mean, this is literally uh, all still just happening. Yes, I know, I know. I mean, as soon as it all dies down and everybody's got their, again, air quotes, clear heads about them. Uh, I'm sure there will be a yeah. way for it to come out. It'll. I mean, I hope it gets leaked on the torrents and becomes the most pirated movie of all time, to be quite honest, yeah. because I think that movies like this should be seen for uh, just simply on the fact that I, I believed his excitement when he was tweeting about, we just wrote this fucking awesome new movie and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I want to see this. I don't care if I have to pay for it or whatever. And I, you know, I feel like somebody puts that much passion into what they do i it, it should be seen yeah you know sony I mean, play, sony stands to lose 90 90 million dollars uh, why not why not make movie. it 100 mil you know why go 90 <laughs> why not go all the way i mean it, because it's the actual i don't know it's the budget <laughs> i suppose it's probably what they spent on advertising that's probably it's the majority of it i'm sure Gosh. like well that was a lot of uh, have they already taken down the uh, billboards have you seen around town I don't know. I you know I didn't pay attention to that because I doubt it. I, I saw a tweet by Rob Schneider. Um, he said, uh, I think it was Rob Schneider, but he said something around the uh, something about like thanks for or North Korea. Thanks for making this the most famous movie ever made or something. Yeah, like that. I mean seriously, it's going to be the first movie that was pulled because of threats by cyber terrorism terrorists. Terrorists. Cyber terrorists. The terrorists. The terrorists. Uh, and they won. They, they totally they did, did win. win. You know, I mean, even though they're just using their words, terrorism. They slapped their zero and one dick down on the table. Oh. Well, yeah, they did. And it went, plop. And it fell apart like a bunch of numbers do. In other movie news, mm-hmm. one year from today. Oh, yes. Because we're, we're recording this episode a few days before Christmas. Uh, one year from today, the new Star Wars movie comes out. We can roll that again. Yeah, yeah. Comes out one year from today, and we happen to see it, a trailer for it, in 3D. On mm. uh, on the Hobbit. Yep. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. It took me a second to focus on the sand dunes, but once it kind of got it going, it was, 
It did look odd. But it, it's definitely 3D converted. It was not shot in 3D. It will be it was, cool. Because it was shot on film, actually. It was shot 35 millimeter film, which means, uh, I believe it means that uh, it can't truly be three ever shot 3D. Because oh. you have to run two cameras simultaneously. I just, I don't which know they how did that's it on the Avatar. They did on Avatar. They did on The Hobbit as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Hobbit, they recorded uh, 3D cameras Oy. shooting 48 frames per second. Made for made for TV TV shows. That's what it looks like. Made for TV bullshit. Looks like a low budget TV movie. It, well, it does. It just looks too thi- too well thin. Uh, but you're right. You 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 said something at dinner. You were talking about how it looked like there was a filter missing. Yeah. There's just a layer that just doesn't seem to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? That that artificial layer kind of did something appeared whenever you took your glasses off mm-hmm. so it was weird to put the glasses on and, and oh, suddenly yeah. be like it's like you're looking into a portal yeah watching this movie that's uh, true the motion just looks too smooth yeah i mean it's it, it's cool in a sense that you get to see like the only value i see in that is if someone's studying film and they want to see how someone's just fucking decorating a set I mean, because you can mm. see the fakeness of everything, like how fake the rocks were, all the trees and the vines. Either, I don't one know. Thing it just looked was, extremely fake to me. One thing that was fake to me, when they were, when uh, Legolas and Kate from Lost mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. were... Evangelina. <laughs> Evangeline and, Lily. Um, yeah. uh, were off on their own, and they saw, they saw that, gosh, it was a fortress that was a lot of different spire shapes that all yes. intersected but it it's was where like they make red, all the weaponry red steel and yeah. then they saw that second army coming out it's when they see the bats for the first time yes those huge yes. overgrown bats oh man um Spoilers, they were guys. crazy looking bats yeah. uh but that entire big massive set piece is what looked the fakest to yeah me. um i know in the lord of the rings they used a lot of those bigotures the the like you know because sauron's tower was a fucking probably 15 foot tall model yeah. that they, uh, they built, decorated yeah. and did. Decorated a dooba dooba, smoking a dooby. Smoking a doobs. And I'm sure they did the same thing with this movie, mm-hmm. but with the camera being as crystal clear and smooth as it was, mm-hmm. um, there was that that layer of disbelief that I just... I just felt like I was in a theater the whole time. Like, yeah. not, I mean, not a movie theater, because, of course, we were in a movie theater. But, like, like I thought broad- I was watching him play. Broadway-style like, theater. Yeah, it yeah. just looked... I mean, that was an epic play, then. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know, dude. It was just... it was. There were some cool CGI moments. There were. When it was completely CGI. But whenever the hobbits were on screen, like you could just see all the makeup and see all the details that were so crisp. It was just kind of like, this is all costumes, like perfect, perfect costumes that would never be put together that way. Right. You know, the scene that I enjoyed the most was probably the fight uh, when Kate Blanchett, Galadriel, carries Gandalf to the seven... Oh human yeah, human ghost she f- starts freaking out, and she started <laughs> wigging out, and then and then uh, Agent Smith from the Matrix, <laughs> yes, and uh, Count Dooku. Oh yeah, Count Dooku <laughs> comes in. Yes, yep, yeah, he's got the shit. Which you know what? The side of his well face. done. They did such a good job with the the stunt doubles on this movie because yeah. Christopher Lee is ninety something years old. There is no way he was doing all those movements and everything like that. I don't know, man. It was pretty crystal clear. It looked <laughs> like him to me. It did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, 
and same with Ian McKellen. I mean, he's got to be in his 80s at this point. No! He's, he's really good at the acting, but I do not think that... I mean, you can kind of see it in the way he walks. I don't think he's able to... You know, not like in the earlier films. Kick some orc ass. Yeah, I'm sure. Ten years ago, he had a little more pep in his step. Well, I mean, it was longer than that because the first movie came out in 2000. The first Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, yeah. Christmas 2000. All six of these movies have been Christmas releases. That's crazy. You know, late December, uh, kind of alongside Harry Potter. The Harry Potter movies were also, they started to be released one a year in the Christmas season. Is this the last of the... Of those two trilogies kind of overlapping over the span of the, like 10 years? <laughs> Again, first one came out in 2000. Oh, fucking 15 years almost? 15 years, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, What's the next trilogy, it's an I guess? Era. Well, I oh, mean, it's going to be Star Wars. Well, That's Star what it is. Wars That's is, where they're beginning. It's, it's starting up, you know? They don't even give you a year off, ladies and gentlemen. They're jumping in a new trilogy. Well, DC, I mean, you, we've got uh, Batman versus Superman coming out in March, That's I true. think, 2016. Man, I don't know. I'm trying to be excited. I am excited to see that because I love Batman and I love Superman. But yeah. I just feel like I'm just getting bombarded with the same characters over and over again. And I <laughs> just don't true. know which objects. I feel like I'm at a you know a toy store looking at all the different size Buzz Lightyears. And I'm like, oh, I they're know. all fake. I know. These are all fake, you know. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. Tim Allen. Tim Allen is the, be on the show. true Buzz Lightyear. Well, he is. He was great, man. I thought he did a good job with that. It was one of his more... Uh, he had to stretch himself as, as a character in that one. Um, you know, having to breathe inside that tank. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All those hard, plasticky falls to the ground. <laughs> man, so you're going to Dallas for the Christmas season. I am. I'm going to leave and go to Dallas and visit family and friends and... What is the most epic thing you're thinking about doing once you're in Dallas? Like, what's the moment you're excited about? You know, uh, or you can name more than one moment. Seeing one. seeing my brother's tiny house. Oh yes, dude. Honestly, Talk about that shit. Yeah. Uh, so my brother and his wife have just built a tiny house, which I mean, you can do some research, but essentially it's a house built on a trailer, roughly. 24-ish feet long by like mm-hmm. 9 feet wide mm-hmm. um, so I mean between 150 and 250 square feet I, I imagine roughly uh, and they built it in conjunction with a TV show Tiny House Nation uh, which pretty much orchestrated the whole thing and I what think what network is that on? I don't know. I do. You know what? That's a. Uh, it wasn't something that I was uh, a day to day part of, and uh, so I, I did forget to ask. Yeah. Um, but this, they had it unveiled last week, and they're they're slowly moving in. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So I get to see this, and it's uh, from the few pictures I have seen. It it looks awesome. It looks badass, dude. He's uh, totally. And, and this is this is their house. They own it. And yeah. as soon as they move in, they will instantly be cutting their bills in half, which will help them a lot as a, a young married couple that are trying to start their own business. I mean, do do the things for themselves that they want to be doing with their lives. They train birds. They're Off bird the whisperers. Well, they are. Bird chirpers. Bird, bird, <laughs> bird whistlers. Bird whistlers. <laughs> Man, dude, that that. Reminds me too. I was telling you earlier about this book I started. I just got through the first chapter. Chap- chapter. First chapter. I got the first chapter. You know what I'm talking about? It's called Off the Grid, and it's by Nick Rosen. 
But uh, Nick Rosen. It's inside the movement for more space, less government, and true independence in modern America. Gosh, okay. It's a book I'm reading. It's actually, it's really interesting. It, uh, this person is basically, he's from the UK, and he's going around the US. He chose oh. the US because of the modern American spirit, because he heard a lot of people here are just like, like most people who are going into like tiny homes and all this stuff, they're not like these huge, a lot of people think they're just these conspiracy theory ridden people who are just like, oh, just got to run away from the humanity and seclude themselves off with their firearms and yeah. just Oof. afraid of everybody. It's more so he's seeing the spirit is more, which is, I think, the vein I'm in right now, personally. Yeah. It's just we need to trim the fat off of the things we're doing in, in, in our civilization that's killing people. So yeah. it's like the whole banking money thing like that's got to stop because yeah. it's it's literally suppressing all of all of us like we're all slaves to it yeah so that's got to go away and then i mean you just you take all these like i don't know most people that are doing it that he's following um and there's some pretty extreme people on all the different spectrums uh but it's just interesting because so far uh he has pretty good insight he's he's done a lot of the research over in the uk nice and then kind of like building like land codes and Oh, all the yeah. different traps that that are kind of hidden. Yeah. Like if you want to go off the grid, you know, like like uh, Simon uh, going with the with the new uh, uh, tiny house. It's like there's all these other loopholes, like with land and how you can, you know, if you wanted to retrofit the land with like a, you know, sewage or however you wanted to do it. You know, mm. there's a lot of different things you have to kind of start looking out for whenever you try to get off the grid. Well, yeah, because so that's kind of what this book is about. People that try and do anything of that nature, anything that goes against the grain, uh, instantly get scrutinized at a much deeper level mm -hmm. than people that go with the flow and and don't think about it. So it's interesting. No, it's it's just summing up like humanity's becoming well, Americans I should say. Like a lot of us, you know, I mean modern modern people of countries. Yeah. We're becoming very like reliant on these uh, structures that have been built before us because we use them. We use everything. We're taught to use all the tools that are connected to it. Right. So now we're trying to figure out other ways around it. You know, it's kind of an interesting time. Gosh. So this book will be fun. I will see where it goes. <laughs> I'll try to keep you updated. Well, it's a, a good way to utilize a Christmas present. Yes, it was uh, a gift to from my brother-in-law, Adam. Shout out. Yo, shout my out. sister, Teresa. They're married. Uh, but he, <laughs> yeah, he had me in the gift exchange this year, and he got me a couple books because uh, I was asking him oh. about some farming stuff. I'm just curious. I want to know. your family does it? Um, like, yes, guys, yeah, he, he does, he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, landscape architect. Nice. So he is pretty genius. He's nice. I think he specializes really in like desert lands is where he's really like his heart lies. You know, he wants to do he wants to work in the deserty areas. He should build an earth ship. So, I know, man. Oh, I'm trying to convince him, which yeah. I think they'd be down for. I think it's just kind of you know there's work things and personal goals and it'll all, all things in due time. In due time. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know, man. I would love to, though. I, I'm. It, it's my dream to have an Earthship at some point, which is just a. It's a design of a house. You can Google it, look it up. You can give yourself one for Christmas one year. Uh, <coughs> maybe, maybe for like the course of an entire year, I'll just travel the country collecting junk, and that will be everything that makes up my house that I build. Oh gosh, like people living under the bridge over here. These tires are from Montana. I stole them off of 17 vehicles. Just kidding. 
I'm Damn, like a thief. That is a lot of fucking tires. Yeah. Dude, you use hundreds of tires. But you can get tires for free. And actually, there's places that will pay you to take tires. Isn't that crazy? Really? Like five bucks a tire sometimes. Wow. Yeah. So if you have like a big truck and you need tires, which is makes up the core of the walls, the inner walls of your Earthship, you oh, just pack them right. full of dirt. So they're free, basically. Essentially, someone's paying you for the free... Uh, let's keep that down. We don't want to give away that secret. No. no, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, look, in, look into it. It's, nice. it's cool. It's cool. Absolutely. But dude, yeah, it's... Uh, Christmas time. It is Christmas time. What's your back, favorite? Back uh, on topic. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Fuck. What's your favorite um, Christmas song? Do you have a favorite, favorite Christmas, Christmas song? Christmas song. Is um, it cheesy? I don't know. I, I seem to remember. I seem to remember one year our mentor, you know, pseudo uncle Walter. Um, he gave my brother and I and Shelby and his brother. Each a CD that had it was a Christmas mix that he had made for us, and it was all kind of uh, pseudo vulgar, semi vulgar, but <laughs> hilarious Christmas songs that he'd found that he he had discovered <laughs> downloading and peer to peer sharing of music. Dashing he through was, the snow, yes, yeah, on a motherfucking horse and sleigh. I mean, he had. The, he had like some Adam Sandler songs, Christmas songs on there. He had some, uh, I agree, you know, and Grandma got run over by a reindeer. He had it just it was a comedy thing that he did, and it was. I don't know how he sings. What song? What Christmas songs does Adam Sandler have? Adam Sandler, it's not it. What his his weren't necessarily the Christmas songs. It was uh, oh, Hanukkah song. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was Jewish. We can run that clip. It's your Uncle Walter. I don't know. It, it's also. I mentioned this the other day. It's not necessarily Christmas music. Uh, time for Christmas music. <laughs> this, whatever strain this is, is really messing with my brain. Um, it's not really time for Christmas music until I've heard uh, Nat King Cole. Oh, yeah. Christmas uh, song. You know, it's a good little... Good Natty, little listen. Good little Natty King. It is. I mean, it was it was nice to it was nice to hear it. Um, but I there's just, a Nat King Cole uh, U.S. Post Office in Hollywood. I passed there? by it. You know. No way. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know. What about you? Uh, favorite Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open. Oh yeah, that's exactly it. I don't know. Probably that's that one or Nat King Cole Christmas song. Yeah. That's it. See, it's. Universal, the song of High Dare. Yeah. The Christmas song yeah. of High Dare is Natty King. Yeah, it should be playing right now at this moment. It is. All right, there it is. That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. I like it. Sorry, right. other song. We can, we can cut turn in. up the, the open fire over here. Yeah. <laughs> we totally cut into that other song. But So were you ever afraid of getting coal? No. When, do you remember whenever like, you found out Santa wasn't real? What? Do you remember when you found... Oh. What? <laughs> um, I, uh, I, it was when I had siblings, uh, and it was probably because of them. You know, there was there was. I I want to say that I over the period of a year or two, I started to learn how to read my parents, and as they would tell, like my brother, and then later on my sisters, it was really the baby uh, that uh, kind of got me. I I started to pick up on those things that. As a little child, you just you don't you don't pick up on your parents not telling you the entire truth. 
But at, over time, you know, I was like six or seven or eight years old. They fucked up. I mean, they just, you know, it was at that point that I was like, wait a minute. They fucked Wait up. Wait a minute. But to you their, were watching in the wing the whole to, time. To, to the their shadows. credit, to their credit, they never <laughs> ever admitted it. Yeah. Well, that's we, cool. I don't know that we ever like super directly confronted them about it, but they certainly never admitted it. And to this day, so it's just like an awkward. They they won't stand still. It's at an it's at a standstill <laughs> right of, now. It's just kind of. So this year, you should sit down in maybe, the middle of dinner, go slam your hand down on the table, and just be like, "He isn't real." He's and not. no one's ever said anything about that. <laughs> I just want to address this. Where in the hell of our timeline did we casually just let Santa Claus float to the wind and become ourselves? Forget about Santa. <laughs> it's like so Dre. funny. Dude. Oh, dude. I remember like when I was really young, yeah. my uncle, one of my uncles or our neighbor, they used to make the noise on our roof. Like Santa just landed on the roof and then nice. he'd come down and, you know, do the, the chimney? front door. No, wow. he come down through the front door, not through the chimney. We tried one year, but he actually got lodged and he broke his neck. Oh shit! Yeah, he broke his neck. Like that was it, and um, that was the last Christmas. We, that was, had to, that was coincidentally the same year that I stopped believing. They couldn't pull him out, so they had to like cut him up in pieces to Good. get him out in different chunks. Oh, it was really it was messy. You know what? Uh, actually, <laughs> what so would be my favorite <laughs> Christmas song is uh, Weird Al Yankovic's "The Night Santa Went Crazy." <laughs> this just went to Krampusville. It did. Huh? It did. Christmas with the Cranks. Krampus. Um, the night Santa went crazy. Have you ever heard that song? No. I mean, he's literally. Was he on he, PCP or? I, well, he goes on a rampage and oh. literally slaughters the reindeer. Oh my god! And massacres the elves. Oh and my then is God. There are two versions. His original album version, Santa goes to jail. In the. The extra gory version, which I think was released on probably a greatest hits album mm-hmm. as kind of an alternate track. Oh, yeah. Uh, Santa's dead. Like, the SWAT team busts in and, like, blows his head off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. Ho, ho. Weird Al Yankovic. And he also does another song called Christmas at Ground Zero, talking oh, about where they uh, test the atomic bomb. Oh. But, I mean, in, in classic, you know, goofy-ass Weird Al form. Yeah, man, I... Santa Claus is he's an elusive character that can either build your dreams or he can destroy them. What's your Christmas movie? Mm. A Christmas story. Ooh. With Ralphie. With Ralphie. They play that twenty four hours on TBS every year. Yeah. Christmas Eve to Christmas night. Stuck in their old ways, them TBSers. Yes. Well, I mean, you know what? Most people I know at least watch it through once every year yeah you know even if they just have it on and they kind of flip back and forth and just catch bits and pieces of it um i always really liked the santa claus with tim allen oh yeah that was a good one he he played a really good santa for me so that's like the epic christmas movie that yeah that's my quintessential christmas movie that or muppet christmas carol for sure oh man i need to watch both of those again uh, refresh my memory i don't know about santa claus but uh muppet christmas carol (laughs) is definitely on netflix oh okay i thought you say i wouldn't watch santa claus it's just (laughs) not good anymore it it doesn't hold up it was good when i was five (laughs) well and i also think that that movie might have come out around the same time that i kind of it cemented in my brain that you know santa's not real but you know yeah Tim Allen can be real. Tim Allen can be Santa. It's okay. Yeah. I can hand off the torch. I guess it is a delicate way to kind of transition your mind as a kid as you watch movies and see all these different Santas growing up, you know, in these different films. So you're like, okay, that wasn't, I guess, a real Santa. So it was just like this character being played. You know what I mean? Right. So you get the idea that Santa is just more or less the goodwill. 
like the goodwill of the love of mothers and Absolutely. parents and the, the, the fact that people want well, the, the to give a gift. Give gifts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would imagine that's exactly what that is. Um, I don't know why it took me an hour to get that out of my that's, mouth. That's Sorry. okay. How much do you think it costs to take a photograph of the mall Santa nowadays? Like in the line or like just walk by and be like, hey, bitch. Got him. He flipped bird at me, guys. He flipped bird at me. <laughs> I, I mean, that, um, that, that might be an irrelevant like I guess topic because I, I haven't looked it up. I don't necessarily want to. I guess it would be like $15 or yeah, something. I, yeah. That's a, Which is that's still a, overpriced. That's a dead topic. I'm completely going to cut this out. It was funny. No, it's not a dead topic because it's actually a funny topic because actually, <laughs> speaking of Jordan. I would imagine 15 20 bucks. Yeah. From bad reception. And his thing, he was, he was, it was funny. He was talking. He went off on how like Santa Claus is like... This character that just wants little kids sitting on his lap. So he's technically just like this perv, you know? It's like this reason for parents to just push their kids off onto this random stranger perv who just, you're putting your kid on a stranger's lap. Which, you know what? Originally, That's, Santa Claus, based off of like, modeled after St. Nicholas, who was a uh, Catholic saint. I mean, this ain't no, this ain't uh, no. A holy man. <laughs> J.C. Penny back in 1950 anymore. <laughs> this is. You know, Richard Attenborough is Miracle on Elm Street. <laughs> Not Miracle on Elm Street. That's like, Dude, man, that would be, what if Freddy Krueger played Santa Claus? There are so That'd many That'd be Santas Miracle on Elm Street. Miracle, Miracle on 34th Street. That's mm-hmm. what I meant to say. Miracle on Elm Street? Yeah, Freddy It's the Christmas Freddy, Freddy version? Yeah, exactly. Merry Christmas. Sing, <laughs> sing. Dude, I was never really scared of Freddy, but I would be more scared at a uh, of a Krampus. Of a Krampus or irate Santa, like legitimately, if Santa was just furious, if Santa literally had gone crazy, Oof, like feeding it cookies, and that was just the one, like his last house. He was like, "Man, I'm going for f- how many houses does Santa quote unquote visit per night?" Has anyone ever like put a quote out there like, "Oh know, no, Santa Claus goes I to"? I bet you Norad would be able to to tell you that. Isn't there like some clock where they're like, oh, Santa's in this part of the world at this time of yeah. night? NORAD. NORAD tracks Santa. They, they do this every <sighs> year where they have a website for like, it's almost two whole days. You know, they kind of track Santa Claus at Christmas Eve for everybody in the world. And you can get on and see where Santa's at. Are they See where Santa's implying. at. Sorry, that was horrible grammar. And Excuse only because me, I'm looking at it from this angle. No, it's okay. The grammar's fine. I'm only saying this because I look at it from all angles. All angles. Could they be programming (laughs) us to accept surveillance and saying, oh, well, if they can watch Santa in his magical ways, you know, then they can watch all of us, surely. Isn't that interesting? It's like Santa's magical. How dare anyone be able to just watch Santa as he delivers his magical gifts in his magical time that no one ever magically sees? I guess you're right. Except for NORAD, America. NORAD. Team America coming out this Christmas. No, apparently not either. <laughs> uh, to uh, to just quickly tie into the interview, a lot of theaters were saying that they would like to show, they were going to show Team America, World Police in in place of the interview, and then uh, Paramount today also uh, put the nicks on that. No, uh, they're not going to use our money and give us a bunch of, or use our movie and give us a bunch of money. Well, I mean, because it was Kim Jong Il. I mean, again, yeah. North Korea. I can understand why why people would want that because fuck them Man. you know that's gonna be everybody's mindset about this whole thing so i mean america fuck yeah God. i mean but that's the thing is like no one really knows i mean it's 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 all computers and then hearsay you know so it's like 
You yeah. can't trace it to hotels or these certain points in Hong Kong. People can fly all over the world. You can be from any country and fly to another country and do some shit. And just because it came from that country, it means it came from there. You know, it's like, I don't know. There's not enough information to say these are the people who did it, especially if they're right now saying they didn't do it. I'm sure there is That's enough not fair. information, though. I'm sure that we don't know about it, and we'll never know about it. But I'm well, sure there is enough but information. But you can't expect everyone to... You can't feed people this this orchestrated story if you're not going to give people the full truth. Yes, you can. Of course you can, because they've got the money to do it, Joe. I mean, not to... Sorry, not to, not to so get hostile about it. It's, but yes, it's legit. Exact, it's okay no, to do I'm that. No, I'm not saying that it's legit or that it's okay to do it, but... That's exactly what happens, and you know it, and you you I talk know that. about it all the time. You have to find these news sources that you stumble across because you actually do some digging uh, that tell you certain undiluted truths because, yes, you're right. We don't know everything that is being told to us as being factual, but you, I mean. Well, I don't have a problem with North Korea. I don't hate Russians. It's like, why do people keep feeding me this stuff? You know, people put it in our newspapers. They put it on the media that we consume in this country. So it's like, if you're trying to dictate how people are going to formulate their thoughts towards things outside of their own country. Yeah. The information should be pretty transparent. Like that's formulating people's thoughts on other people. That's witchcraft. I know, you know. I mean, I you're know. not you're not saying anything that is wrong, in my opinion. But I, I mean, you also understand because we talk about it a lot that the world just unfortunately isn't that way. You know that it it's warped and everything like that. It's not supposed to be. It shouldn't be, but it is. <clears throat> and so we as a we as a mass body of people don't have a tenth of the information that the people who are tracing this this kind of stuff and I mean even if we worked for Sony we would probably have more information than you and I have right now about what they're doing and what they are able to yeah. get to in terms of tracking people down I imagine they can pinpoint exactly where it came from like down to the building and kind of determine the traffic around it as to what type of machine it was if it was just people in an apartment building then yeah, it could have very well been an empty threat. But I mean, if they present, I again, mean, clearly it's an organized. Evidence. That's why I'm interested into how it ends, because if they fabricate evidence that this came from, I'm not going to accuse fabrication. But if evidence comes out that this came from some North Korean government entity, I would, based on our reaction, I would question the validity of that that actual evidence. But what about the hypothetical chance that maybe it was an inside job or maybe it was some sort of organization within our own country but to create a I perception? Mean. That's what I mean. If we, if we, for some reason, suddenly have an excuse to go to war with North Korea over something like this, I'm going to question the validity of any evidence they present to me because this is bullshit. Yeah. This, I mean, I see... Fear mongering, yeah. and, and again, fear mongering and terrorism. That is exactly what that statement that those hackers released was. Right. That said they're going to you know attack any theater that shows the movie and everything like that. the The problem isn't with what was said because okay, it's a it's a threat one way or the other. I think it was the responsible thing to do to pull the movie just for the public people everybody's potential safety even if nothing was going going to ever happen i think it's better that it's not provoked in any way shape or form than to actually chance that it could have actually happened right but it's either north korea that actually did this 
or it's somebody in here. And yeah. I don't know which one's worse in my mind. Well, I guess the people that are really getting shafted in the whole deal is not Sony. It's the people that Sony's wrote it just losing wrote money. it as a joke, which would probably be the Rogan and Franco and this whole team of people. But it's like Evan Goldberg, you know. Yeah, because those are the guys who were just writing it to be funny and and probably don't and, give a shit. And thought they had thought they had a a piece of gold. I don't know, gold covered. I mean, you know, but it, yeah. just a, a a good piece of film that they were very proud of. It seemed. Well, they do like they just do stoner movies. They they make fun and poke fun of stuff. So they just. But cr- you know what? They do it intelligently. Absolutely. They do it Absolutely. very well. I think I think they're great, man. I thought Pineapple Express was fucking hilarious. I thought This Is the End was a very clever movie. I thought it had its a, a lot of ridiculous moments, but I thought it, it was it was a very clever mo- uh, clever film. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think they're the only ones that really. It was that Judd Apatow. I mean, I, I believe Judd Apatow probably has some sort of producing credit in most of those kinds of films, but okay. I don't know that he directed that one. Oh, no. gotcha. No. Okay, well, I was just going to say, those are the guys that missed out. It wouldn't be Sony or, like, all of us. Yes, if it, you're right. Because essentially that's going to come out anyway, and if you want to see that film, you're going to be able to watch it somewhere through a pirate network or whatever. Right, right. Or someone's just going to put it out on Netflix. Or <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've, uh, I think we've covered this. Yeah. Oh, we did. Didn't we? <laughs> now, that, now that we're getting back to oh, it being God, released full circle somehow. moment. Yeah, that's weird. That's uh, that's Christmas for you. It happens. Through... It happens once a year, and now we're we're back to it. What were you doing this time last year? We'll we'll close it out with this. What were you doing this time last year, at at this time? Um, Again, I've said that a few times, so maybe I'll. Uh, this time last year, I was finishing up a tour, or no, I was hanging out in Nashville before oh. I before I flew to. Um, to or drove actually I drove yeah I went from Nashville to Milwaukee and I spent like two weeks with my family over Christmas and the new year and then drove from there back to uh, Dallas Milwaukee to Dallas how long did that take you Oh, a couple days, mm. but it was. Uh, I stayed in Tulsa. I nice. could only make it to Tulsa. Oh, and I when I the day I left Milwaukee, it was negative fifteen degrees. Ooh, and my side mirror froze off, like broke <laughs> off. No way, just the glass piece. It like popped off. Oh. Mid, well, just as I was driving, I just heard it go, and I looked back in my rearview mirror, and it was just like shattered. I remember looking in it. And just seeing blackness, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, it <laughs> freaked me out a couple of times as I was driving. Like, there were black clouds. They were so dark. Cause it, oh, wow. Because the mirror, I just wasn't used to not seeing hmm. the reflection of the road or cars. You Crazy. Know, anyway. I was uh, preparing to, I guess, come out here with Shelby. Um, we were going to, oh, we were. We were going to go to Nashville. That's right. We might have met you in Nashville. We were going to go to Nashville the week prior. So this this week that we are just at the tail end of right now, yeah. we would have been in Nashville working with uh, Cameron. I don't remember his last name, um, but a, a guy that Shelby knows out in Nashville uh, for scoring the atrium, and he ended up not being able to to work with us on the on the project. So we scrapped the Nashville trip and just kind of stayed around Dallas to. Uh, work on editing the film, editing the uh, the TV show, and just enjoying the the Christmas time. Uh, and then we our plan was to leave to drive to LA on the twenty seventh. Man, does that feel like it was just yesterday? It does. It, well, I mean, it feels like it was a, a few weeks ago at least. 
It definitely feels like I've I've moved here a few weeks ago. Now that I'm kind of looking back on you know my six month or something like that, yeah. Um, it's um, it's definitely interesting. It, Christmas was so far away when I got here, and now here it is. I mean, Man. a week a week from now. Well, we're another year. Did older. you have any idea you'd be here? Because I did. Um. I knew at some point in my life I'd be here. Yeah. But I did decide to actually come out to L.A. pretty pretty close to the time I moved. I mean, I, I really made the final, final decision, like, nice. within, the, within the month. Yeah. You know, but huh. it wasn't real to me until I was driving with all my shit. And here you are. Here I am. Christmas time. You got the... In the elf tree. Nice little, uh, nice little decorations going on here. Thanks, in man. In your apartment. You got a... a, a a roommates, you, you've got roommates that uh, that like to decorate and they do. They love the throw Christmas, Christmas parties. Season. You've mm-hmm. got uh, you've got your your garland hanging up with ornaments mm-hmm. and everything. I've got this little elf. Uh, it's like a door hanger. You put hang it around your doorknob. Oh, yeah, but it's like a little elf guy that's dangling from the microphone stand. You've got a couple uh, ornaments. Balls. Yeah, Christmas balls dangling from your stand. Yes, I do. Yeah, we're festive here. We decided to take the holiday spirit seriously, as they did at Hogwarts during their holiday spirit. Oh, now that's that, <laughs> I I always enjoyed Christmas at Hogwarts. Me too. It's, you know, the, those parts in the book were always fun. Mm-hmm. The snow, talking about the cinnamon, spicy, pumpkin-y, yummy butterbeer. Yeah, but oh gosh, <laughs> you can only drink a quarter of it, and then it's like too sweet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does that feel feel jolly enough for you guys? Is that what you? Yeah, so uh, happy holidays, everybody. We Thanks for uh, making it through the year with us. And uh, here's to 2015 coming on up. Yeah, let's uh, let's experience an entire year together. We'll have a little New Year's show. and uh, Yeah, we'll, we're gonna, we'll see you guys in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll experience the growth of the Elf Tree Podcast Network family. And uh, this is only the beginning. Gosh, I'm so excited, everybody. Me too, man. Merry Christmas, Joe. Merry Christmas, Ian. And... Uh, well, I guess uh, we can't really do that as the ending of the show because it no. totally throws us <laughs> off. So <laughs> that's another. Merry Christmas, Ian. Merry Christmas, Joe. And uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to go.
on Twitter at high underscore dare and be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>